0: Michelle Live
1: podcast.
2: My, 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 my Michelle Live.
0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to My Michelle Live. This broadcast is a week in review where we look at the news that made news this week, take it on, look at it the way the media is not doing, and dig a little deeper. We do it with my friend, my co-host. My cohort. Uh co-horst, we're gonna call you. Uh Adam Rizieri. We lovingly call it the Riz Report. Hey, Mr. Hey, Riz. Hey.
1: Cohorse sounds almost like a condiment, you know? Like <laughs> I wanna, like I don't know, basically of like horseradish. Like I'm gonna add that <laughs> to you, something. Would Maybe you a like a time. little co <laughs>
0: on your uh bratwurst. Thanks for <laughs> hanging out with me today. It's uh It's Holocaust Remembrance Day, and interestingly enough, most of the big news stories fall under the category of hate. So if you'd like a little bit of hope instead of the prevalent hate that's going on, hang out with us, stay tuned, we're taking on the news stories of the week today, and we're going to leave you with a little bit of hope. Uh, Let's just start off, it is Holocaust Remembrance Day. It's very important that we take on remembering what took place all those years ago. January 27th, it's the anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz. Say it right, Michelle. It's morning. I am not a morning person. Auschwitz (laughs) and Birkenau. Um, I wanted to just play a video of someone that... uh, Is part of the celebration going on all over the world. It's not really as much of a celebration as it is a day of remembrance. There's not much to celebrate other than uh, the liberation of uh, somebody fighting against the fray of hate, discrimination. But what she has to say is pretty important to where we're at today. Take a listen. To today's ceremony, you remind us of the truth that music can bring in ways that words now, alone it's beyond cannot. beyond music. They were uh, playing some music like of the time, but take a listen speaker, to Dr. Petra Gelbart, Petra Gilbert. Romani
3: educator, scholar, and musician. Dr. Gilbart is
0: also co-founder of the Initiative for Romani Music at New York University. Dr. Gilbart is the grand... Now, why I think this is important is because it wasn't just uh, the Jews that were discriminated against and put to death and and put into concentration camps it was Romani Gypsies. It was people who were disabled, uh, the the unfavorable, gays, uh, people who were outside of the norm, who didn't fit in, who didn't go with what you are supposed to do, or the way you're supposed to be, or the way you're supposed to think. Uh, think about that in light of where we're at today. The overwhelming Here's what she
3: majority of students in America and beyond are unable to answer one question: Who are Roma and Cinti? Our origins in South Asia come as a shock to most people, as does our Indic language. And if they have heard of so-called gypsies during the Holocaust, it is most often as an incidental footnote. Men, women, and children were rounded up under various circumstances. Ultimately, they were all subject to the Nuremberg Laws starting in November of 1935. Eventually the final solution was designed to exterminate all whole and part Roma, along with the Jews. My grandfather, whose surname at birth was Holomek, escaped from a gathering camp in the Czech Republic with his mother and siblings. One brother died, however, when he fell ill and the local hospital refused to treat him on racial grounds.
0: Yeah. Kind of interesting. That's, that's part of her family story, but I wanted to th- talk about it in light of where we're at today uh, being refused to treatment because of racial grounds being refused treatment because of vaccination grounds oh that's so different that's the safety of others there are a number of reasons why people can't won't or shouldn't be vaccinated there's a lot of reasons why vaccinations can be good but what we see here is a problem and it's a problem of hate that was, as we look at Holocaust Remembrance Day, Adam, a reminder that 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 it started somewhere. And I wanted to take that on with you in light of some of the conversations that are going on uh, with uh, people adverse to those who are protesting mandates wearing uh, a Jewish symbol of the right. the, the star on their on their arm and Holocaust survivors and many Jews are coming out against that. Uh, Um, what do you think about
1: that? I think it's, um, you know, obviously it's an incredibly sensitive subject. Six million people died in the Holocaust. Um, and that's just reality. So when it comes to, you know, trying to compare situation today to, to that level of, of human loss and just that level of terrible, terrible human reality that we have to kind of come to terms with, you're always going to obviously you're, you're going to trigger a lot of people that are very, very sensitive to that. Cause I think in some ways you can sort of dilute the, the, um, the, the experience that those, those folks went through and that these families continue to sort of recognize knowing that, you know, 6 million people, I mean, that's that, that impacts just, just so many different families across the world. And and so when you try to make a comparison today, it's going to be a very sensitive topic And you're gonna have a lot of people that come out with with total anger and 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 Then there's also sort of a a commonality that I think people are legitimately trying to draw today and when you when you recognize that There are things happening today that happened back then right like think about think about the fact that today the same American companies that are now working with communist China, a country that is constantly just just stepping all over human rights uh, issues and and potentially they're I mean they're engaging in a genocide, right, against the Uyghurs, yet we're still doing business with those guys. Nazi <clears throat> Germany, co- companies like Coca Cola and General Motors, and Kodak and Chase Chase Bank were all doing business with the Nazis before we were actually in the war. So, you know, I think we have to recognize that there are it some started somewhere place here and I'm sorry I
0: I think what 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 it comes down to is it started yes somewhere yes. where did it yes. start uh no your vaccination status is not quite the same as right. a complete genocide you know and I, I know that there are some people who are pretty extreme on the issue who may argue that point but it, it, it's not the same however right. I think what we're getting at is it started somewhere where did yes. it start where did that discrimination start where did it where did people become comfortable with turning in their neighbors when did right. it people become comfortable with doing the policing of you your kind aren't welcome here right. when did it become comfortable and where are we today well, and i think it-, it comes down to hate which we'll see in a lot of the news stories we're taking on today adam it
1: definitely comes down to hate but <clears throat> it's also recognizing that you know there are there are forces in our in our world that enable hate to perpetuate and it's not okay right like leading up to the holocaust there were a lot of companies around the world and a lot of other countries around the world that enabled Germany to do what it did
0: because they and benefited today,
1: seeing the same kind of tyranny mm-hmm. being enabled to to exist and to grow and like you said it starts somewhere and it grows into something you know look at what we've seen in Australia look at think think back to the internment camps that used to be in this very country right for the Holding Chinese the Japanese for doing, Japanese Americans for doing nothing wrong except mm-hmm. for just having Japanese heritage right like mm-hmm. that is insane but You know, when we sit back and we allow the things to to kind of grow and fester and become something even worse, then at a certain point, we're an enabler and we're a part of the problem. And I think you're seeing people kind of calling attention to that and saying, hey, guys, you can't let this grow beyond what it's already grown to, because where it's at now, it has to stop.
0: Well put. Well put. But it doesn't stop. And we see it even from the top where hate was a big issue this week coming from the White House. Oh, my gosh. Uh, So we have a way to go, Joe, uh, versus a Fox News reporter and a hot mic situation.
1: That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch i mean really
0: <laughs> okay and i'm gonna it, oh, say really? in advance my apologies because we we're playing things unedited so you're gonna hear the whole thing if you're watching it with your kids just
1: you know don't worry there's no f-bombs in any of these clips you know it's kind of those pg-13
2: kind of kind of Byward. words <laughs>
0: <laughs> right right so but, uh, we're, so we're a little off. safer This is where President Joe called Fox News reporter Peter Dorsey a stupid SOB on a live microphone Monday. uh, Doocy rather asked Biden... Basically, if inflation was a political liability, is that a stupid question? Well, yeah, but it may be leading up to something, and we'll talk. Right. We can talk about that in a in a, in a moment. What you know, how stupid was the question? And you know, how many stupid? I'm I'm in the press. I go to pressers, Adam, and there are the dumbest questions that are asked, <laughs> asked. not because. it it, the question is deep and meaningful but oftentimes those questions are asked those stupid questions that even i as a reporter roll my eyes at because they're looking for a statement on it not that i wonder if if Inflation could be a political liability. Could it be? (laughs) It's not because it's because I want a statement from you. Uh, Because the president has been talking about how strong the economy is, and even the media is saying that we're in a uniquely strong economic position, Uh, even despite all of the inflation. Well, okay, how great is it then? People are struggling out there, and Biden's first twelve months in office, the federal debt grew to more than two trillion so you know how do you how do you put this out there how are you going to spin it that's setting the stage a bit but here we have biden um building back better with outright attacking a a guy from the media
1: what what What? it's just another person in the media right i mean just a week ago he was literally kind of like listening to Jackie Heinrich ask him a question about the Ukraine situation and he literally just responded to her what a stupid question you know like Biden has a history of saying like things that are caught on a microphone but he's wishing that they weren't caught on the microphone like (laughs) in 2010 when the Affordable Care Act passed uh, he was caught on a microphone leaning over to President Obama and saying this is a really big effing deal (laughs) dropping the F-bomb there um, so, you know, president Biden has a history of flubs with a microphone present and, you know, in this most recent case against Peter Doocy, you know, he's, yeah, it was a leading question. And, and I would, I've, I've, I've been one to always say like, no question is a stupid question because even if it seems stupid, there's a reason for the question. Um, and that really kind of applies to anything in life. I think mm-hmm. now in this case, obviously there was a purpose to the quote, stupid question. Um, and, and You know, it it was it was Peter Ducey trying to get a statement on on inflation because it's something that a lot of American families are talking about. It's a really big deal. The fact that the the dollar is is so weak now, Mm -hmm. um, even even having a throwback sort of feel to the mortgage crisis. That is a big deal that this administration has a direct influence over. So, you know, I I think specific to Peter Ducey as a journalist, you know, he's got thick skin. Most journalists do um most journalists do not all of them and so he was able to kind of laugh this one off and he did say that uh you know within about an hour or so of of the flub uh president biden called his cell phone and apologized yeah we'll talk about that but it's nothing personal buddy it's
0: really funny he uh went to the five which is a show on fox news and was commenting afterwards that was that was kind of (laughs)
1: hilarious oh absolutely because it is a big deal though when you see this what was once a sweetheart press that was asking him what his flavor of ice cream was you know and and kind of playing with his dogs who eventually bit one of the journalists um now sort of turned really everything everything leading up to Afghanistan to that total flub uh it was kind of a sweetheart deal for Biden and oh, now everything since the Afghanistan disaster. And he's just not, he d- just doesn't you know, it's like been a it. Very different situation. But
0: what, uh, but, uh, Ducey appeared on, as I was saying, on the five and, uh, you had sent this story because I hadn't seen it. Really funny where, uh, one of the co-hosts of the five, Jesse Waters was joking about, uh, I think the president's right. I think you are a SOB. And he said, well, <laughs> you know, nobody's fact checked Biden yeah. yet. So, you know, <laughs> so it must be true. <laughs> it must be true really funny but uh something else kind of funny was um on the daily show with trevor noah he commented on it and i I think it's not only funny so i'm gonna play it but it's it also in here see if you can hear some important truths that are weaved in 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 the humor
2: with joe byron the president who puts the hip in hip replacements like most presidents biden has a complicated relationship with the media which i get You know, they nitpick everything he says. They challenge all of his decisions. And they even get their own room in his house, which is insane. Nobody else has to set aside a guest room for their haters. Well, yesterday, Biden's true feelings about at least one member of the press slipped out.
3: On Monday, when a Fox News reporter asked him a question about inflation, Mr. Biden fired off an insult.
0: it's a great asset more inflation
1: what a stupid son of a bitch Ducey says <laughs> President Biden later called him to clear the air
2: and to say his comments were not personal within about an hour of that exchange he called my cell phone and uh, he said it's nothing personal pal <laughs> and we went back and forth and we were talking about uh, just kind of Moving, moving forward. And I made sure to tell him that I'm always going to try to ask something different than what everybody else is asking. And uh, he said, you've got to. And that's a quote (laughs) from the president. So I'll keep doing it.
0: Now, I'm going to play a little bit more of that, but I think that is really, first of all, really important to ask something that maybe everyone else isn't, especially in the sweetheart deal he had for a while with what's your favorite ice cream kind of questions. It's important. (laughs) And he's not the only journalist. I've come under fire uh, at times in reporting especially with sports because they're still not used to women being there and I will ask different questions you'll hear in sports pressers well this happened on the field and that happened on the field and how do you feel about it well you know I I might ask something along the lines of uh, do you have a plan going forward to offset some of the mistakes you'll you'll ask something different well what what that's different Uh, but Sometimes you need that. You need that kind of diversity. At any rate, um, very classy for him to call afterwards well, and say it's nothing. I'm personal, sure somebody pal.
1: told him to do that, right? Like, I, I guarantee uh, yeah. you, someone was like, uh, "That was a hot mic, sir. They caught you. You have to call Mr. Deucey and apologize." To His him. handlers, you know, like for sure. Like that's 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 for sure what took place. But with, with Joe Biden, it's like either he says something off the cuff that's like distasteful or disrespectful that is caught by a hot mic, or He's at the podium pointing and yelling like angry grandpa Simpson um, <laughs> and trying to make a point that just isn't really a good one. Um, and that's typically when he goes off script from the teleprompter, you know? So it's just like w- when he says to Peter Doocy, Oh, you've got to, I, my first thought to that one was, was basically the, the Santa tracker scene where he was on the phone with somebody who was tracking Santa on Christmas Eve and the guy signed off with, let's go Brandon and he followed up right back up. <laughs> yeah, let's go Brandon. Yeah, I agree, let's when go Brandon. When he doesn't Brandon. have like, someone's hand, What are you saying, sir?
0: And uh, When he doesn't have someone's hand up his posterior, you know, doing <laughs> exactly it, it's not right. working really well, but I, I, am, I, I am gonna give him kudos for, for the phone call. I want you to hear a little more of this.
2: You see, this is what happens when you've been on Zoom calls for two years. You forget that real life doesn't have a mute button. Oh, son of a bitch. Boom. Was that out loud? Sorry. Now, a lot of people are asking <laughs> if Biden even knew that the microphone was on, but guys, please, come on. Right? He's sitting there talking into a giant microphone, so there's at least a 50-50 chance he knew it was there. <laughs> and a lot of people online are dunking on the reporter saying that he deserved this because he's just some Fox News guy asking a dumb question. And they're right. You know, do you think inflation is a political liability is a very stupid question. I mean, what's Biden supposed to say? No, I think people like spending more money to buy the same shit. I mean, if you get to ask the president a question, you should ask him real questions like, why can't the CDC get its messaging straight on COVID? Or can you ask your dog to stop chewing my arm? (laughs) And because of this moment, there are many people who are saying that this shows that Biden and Trump treat the press with the same level of animosity. And, Which
0: is an interesting hmm, point. I don't know about that. Listen, well, listen to what he has to say, just because it's okay. super funny. But come on, you know we we <laughs> had uh, we had four years of Trump, and he wasn't so happy with the press at times. Um, we'll take a listen.
2: I'm sorry, guys. No, I can't accept that. I cannot believe that people would even say something so disrespectful about my man, Donald Jiu-Jitsu Trump. First of all. He wouldn't mumble that into a hot mic. Yo, he would scream that shit into your face. He'd be like, get that son of a bitch out of here. So rude. So rude. My crimes really good. are my business. Biden. Dropped I'm just
0: going to stop it there. I don't, I don't typically I like, like
1: Trevor Noah all that much, you know, but, but I got to give him credit for that one. That was really good. And also the, the impression funny. there of, of President Trump. That
0: was good yeah i and I apologize, yes, there's some late nights inappropriate language there, but um, I don't want to censor uh you know it 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 can be over the top for some, but you know i I think you made his world, point, you know we have been in zoom calls with mute buttons we have been in isolation and being fed the same thing so everything that surrounds us we agree with we have become intolerant crime has gone up violent crime has gone up and you hear this complaint about gun violence gun violence forget that sweetheart it's not about about the weapon you use it's about what's going on in your heart we have we have become hateful and that's a bit of what we've been talking about today, how hateful. Um, We have a a place where we have become in tolerant and that leads me to another news story if you don't mind me moving right along and that has to do with rocking in the free world we don't want to rock in the free world it's not a free world anymore it's only free if you are free to do what pleases (laughs) me otherwise ain't no free world anymore mr neil young
1: this is a real story who i'm just kidding but I have, i've literally seen some people on social media say wait who's who's neil young i mean but obviously that tells you well, like a lot kind of, of what fewer
0: people is. are going to know who neil young is because his music is being removed from spotify so here's what took place uh, neil young does not want to share the same platform I mean, it's not even I don't even want to be in the same room with you. I'm going to unfriend you. I don't even want to be on the same Internet as you. I don't want to be on the same platform as you. Oh, my goodness. That sounds so whiny.
1: It's terrible. It's like it's literally like the same attitude as, you know what, that person over there thinks differently than me. And I just hate them because of that. Well, there just, you go. So Neil Young didn't want to share the same
0: educated. platform as Joe Rogan's uh, podcast. Uh, Young says he's spreading misinformation about COVID nineteen, so he gave Spotify an ultimatum. Now, if you read anywhere on the pl- press, uh, it's they're reporting it that he asked to be removed from. From Spotify, I just take my music down. I don't want to be. That is not what happened. <clears throat> the real story is, <clears throat> excuse me. He gave him an ultimatum. It, it's either me or him. you know, it's it's like, like a, a a jealous like, housewife or something. Get rid
1: of the number one <laughs> podcast on our entire platform with eleven million listens per episode. Get rid of the number one show on Spotify, or I'm leaving.
0: Yeah. I'm out. You don't love me anymore. It's me either. It's either me or her, you know, (laughs) it's just, that's what it sounds like. So uh, Spotify basically said, okay, don't let the door hit you on your honey on the way out. Um, Have a good weekend, Mr. Young. (laughs) Now I'll give you some background on this. Young made that decision. uh, He says after a group of 200 professionals, scientists, academics, and healthcare workers sent an open letter to Spotify because they're the only experts that matter it um and it was in regard to episode 1757 of joe rogan's where he hosted dr robert malone we'll talk about who dr malone is but if you uh read what these experts say uh he, he was suspended from Twitter for spreading misinformation, which already shows that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, he used a JRE platform to promote numerous baseless claims. Um, Dr. Malone is one of two recent guests who had compared the pandemic to the Holocaust. But let me tell you who he is. Robert Wallace Malone is an American virologist and immunologist his work has focused on mrna technologies dude is been considered the father of mrna technologies which
1: is a phd and an md thank you very
0: much so apparently uh neil young knows more than dr robert malone how did that happen
1: robert malone has been involved in mrna research since basically it was the aids epidemic that the aids situation in the was the 80s and the 90s that really sparked his interest in this in this field of study and he was he was working in labs throughout central california and throughout southern california um, that really were kind of digging into how to figure out this this hiv problem how do i how do i figure out how to stop this how do i solve it and that's really what sparked his interest into this this field of study he's one of the most i guess just in terms of being researched and reviewed by his peers his essays are more reviewed than any other person that 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 studies and, and and speaks about this particular topic so you know when it comes to you know, where do I, where do I go to find expertise on a topic such as MRNA? Where do I turn? What is the most authoritative source for that information? It's literally Dr. Robert Malone. He is literally the most credentialed person on this topic. That he started to be attacked and shut down. He, he's not a Trump supporter, by the way. Uh, this is a guy who voted for Obama. It's a guy who at first supported uh, Joe Biden. Um, that's who Dr. Malone is. He's not, so he's not a, a, a conservative by any means. He is a scientist who has been asking very scientific questions and calling out those other scientists and researchers who are not asking obvious questions that they should be asking. If you talk to any honest doctor and I, and I have, and I'm related to some, the, the field of academia has been infiltrated by the woke mob. And the reason why people are afraid to ask really important scientific questions is because they're afraid they're going to lose their, their research grants, their ability to continue doing what they do. If they conform to the narrative that they're told to conform to, then they can rest assured that they will get the money that they need to, to really just have a job and to, to, to do what they do. So, you know, here we are now we're, we're in this, this world where a guy like Dr. Malone is shut down. Um, but thankfully a guy like Joe Rogan is going to lift him up. Uh, literally like the day or so after Twitter permanently suspends him, um, after one YouTube ch- or one social media channel after another has shut him down. Guys like Joe Rogan want to hear the truth. Guys like Joe Rogan want to ask questions. Joe Rogan also not a Trumper. He was a, he's a Bernie guy. Um, and, and now here he is be- just because he's asking honest questions and allowing other people to ask honest questions on his platform, he's number one on Spotify because guess what a majority of the, of the people of the world want good questions to be asked because good questions lead to great results. Uh,
0: Adam, for some reason we lost your uh, video feed. So we're going to continue to talk and see if maybe we can get that going. Uh, I think it's important what you're getting at. Uh, This is a man who's an expert yet some basement dweller in Twitter has decided to cancel him. Uh, This guy, we got you back. There's your handsome face. Hey we This guy, uh, Dr. Malone, is an expert in his field and should be part of the conversation. And that's why this matters so much. Uh, Neil Young decided that he hates him so much that he can't so even much. be on the same platform. That is part of the problem. That kind of intolerance has really had really led to what did happen in the Holocaust. It's not the same. But it started somewhere, and it started with hate. And here's why it matters. Um, this actually, th- this there's a lot of concern now, and a lot of people have vaccine regret. Uh, they're saying, "Hey, I-, I did everything I was supposed to do, and right. you know, and now you know, I keep having to get these boosters." And and that's not to say that when you have a vaccine, it's very. A virus specific, not just virus specific, but um, variant specific. So when it changes in you, there's a new variant and that happens all the time. They intermix. There's a little bit of this variant. There's a little bit of that. That's right. what happens with the virus. And that's it's, why you have to get
1: more than one flu shot, right?
0: Yes, exactly. And it's no longer effective. Yes. But it can be effective uh, for that one variant and it can protect you. And if you're at high risk, perhaps that's uh, something you might take into consideration. In the meantime, we should know if there are adverse effects and what they are. I mean, for crying out loud, you watch television all the time and it says, hey, you will no longer have asthma. Now your brain might leak (laughs) out your anus or you know, you may have, men will will suddenly (laughs) become a double D and have to wear a bra, but still you won't have asthma anymore. We're used to that.
1: Sign me up, Michelle.
0: Right, but at least you know. And if that affects you badly, if you're the kind of person that shouldn't be taking that medication, then you know we are not in the know we're just pushed this one narrative we're not allowed to talk about treatment that can be effective no no that's for treating horseworms. i don't care if they dangle me from my ankles from the rafters of a red barn at at sunset if it works and i'm not going to die or my 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 family's not going to die i'm open <laughs> She'll just well, talk about also, it
1: but also to michelle when like you see you know you see a host at cnn and and Dr. Sanjay Gupta furthering this idea that ivermectin, oh, it's just a horse dewormer, like, oh, don't take it. And then all of a sudden Pfizer picks it up, right? Pfizermectin, and it's okay now? I mean- People see through that. And that's why Joe Rogan is on Spotify right now.
0: Some see through it. Some don't, Neil Young. So if we're <laughs> not talking about the alternatives, the, the dangers, the problems, um, or the inefficacy, ineff- we are not doing our job. We are willfully blinded and we're doomed. And here's an interesting news story that comes from Alberta, Canada, where they were publishing... Uh, some information on covid right they published health data that showed that half of the unvaccinated of the vaccinated deaths were counted as unvaccinated and according to their data the there were more people that died that were vaccinated than vaccinated so Let me set the stage. This is new. Yeah, this is new data, but it's now deleted. They deleted it because they were like, oops, we don't want to publish that. It does. It goes against the narrative.
1: Sorry, guys. It's too truthful.
0: It showed how many cases had been manipulated by inadvertently, including the time from the dose infected for each event. So, in other words, if they have been within 14 days of being vaccinated and they were hospitalized, Uh, they weren't considered fully vaccinated. They weren't considered vaccinated. They were considered unvaccinated. Well, they published that very information, showed all of the data. And as it turns out, over half of the vaccinated deaths were actually. Uh, the unvaccinated deaths were actually from people who were vaccinated. So that's important data. But when we disclude it, we can't say, Hey, I, uh, Pfizer, Hey, Moderna, there's some problems here. Get it better. If we're not talking about it, we're not protecting these people. If we're not talking about it, we're still Washington state saying you don't right. get to come to a NHL Kraken's game unless you've been vaccinated. We don't care if you're carrying the virus Spreading the virus—it doesn't matter. You're vaccinated; everything's fine. Mask up.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. It's like we're starting to see now. Like our what was it? The CDC, Michelle. They they literally redefined what the word "vaccinated" means. Uh, they they they're they're. I, I guess they're trying to like fall on this like this sword of the word settled science, and Hums. but then all of a sudden, when data says, "Oh well, actually, there's something else that is important that we should consider here," like the truth. Uh, then they get scared. They're like, "Oh, wait a minute. wait a minute. this This defies what we've been telling the public. This defies everything that we're trying to do here. Um, let's just quickly try to pull a fast one on the public again. you know, yeah, people are people are seeing through it
0: and then and the people who aren't. Are the people who are hating on people? I mean, and and really hate, it's flowing in both directions. I hate you for lying to me. I I hate you for uh, not believing the lie. It's crazy. But here's where I want to get to on my Michelle Live. We talk about your worldview, and we get to the God story. And my challenge to you is to check out your worldview if it breaks down easily, if it's it ends in hypocrisy, if it's inconsistent, you got the wrong worldview, sweetheart. Um, and you may want to be, to be a better person to make the world a better place. Challenge that find a worldview that isn't inconsistent. For me, it's a biblical worldview. Um, what happens is we have uh, as humans, we tend to have selective outrage. Um, that will happen no matter what your worldview is. But what is your what your worldview is, if it contributes to selective outrage, where I'm outraged about this, but it doesn't matter when it happens over here, then you got the wrong worldview. And I'm going to give That's you right. an example. M Ms. They have They're so they were so
1: offensive, Michelle. Woke. Before these M Ms. I'm so glad they changed them. <laughs> right,
0: they've gone woke, huge woke. What's what's happened with M Ms. Well, the green M M&M uh, shown here, she used to wear really cute go-go boots. Now I am a total boot girl. I have more (laughs) boots. I, you know, I'm like the Milda Marcos of cowboy boots and, and, you know, boots and high heel (laughs) boots and stiletto boots and whatever they are and over the knee boots. I, yeah, I do. It's true. So I'm personally offended by this. I'm going to have to get over (laughs) it. Green m m used to wear cute little white go-go boots, but now she's going to wear, or it's going to wear a... Uh Tennis shoes to be more inclusive. The brown MM is now going to be nicer to people because you don't want something that's brown, an MM of color, uh well, being the bad I'm offended guy.
1: Because they're all wearing tennis shoes and I identify as a couch potato. So I mean, <laughs> if they're trying to imply that I'm fat because they're wearing tennis shoes and I'm not.
0: Yeah, there's always something you can get offended by. And of course, I'm sorry, it's the red M M&M M that's gonna be nicer, right? And so yeah. Um, which, and the which, brown was it the
1: red M&M, M&M, Eminem was always angry, right, and upset. Yeah. And was the, yeah. the yellow Eminem was always like the sexual predator trying to like prey on the the one with the no boots, mention the about
0: shoes. that. That's okay, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you know, the Weinstein crowd is is still still in power, but the brown Eminem rather is now not going to go by Miss. They're just going to go by Brown to be gender, gender neutral. Now, why do I bring this up? That's like the Mr. Potato
1: Head, Mrs. Potato Head change. You know, they literally got rid of the gender of Mr. And Mrs. Potato Head because uh, I don't know, like we should all be they's by their logic. I mean, they say it to be more inclusive, right? Like, okay, first of all, M&Ms, it's a candy, right? There is no Mr. Or Mrs. Like they're, (laughs) they're basically little mascots. And so like to try and get rid of mister or miss like it, come on man it's a it's a freaking Chocolate covered peanut and a and, and plastic potato. <laughs> What's going on Come in on. society today?
0: <clears throat> but here's the problem with that. While M and M's is trying to be all woke, and you know we really care about that, and they were pretty vocal during the um, economic the, during the climate summit last year, and saying you know we we've got to get to zero emissions. You know b- people have to care. But here's the problem: they are. One of the big sponsors of the Olympics to take place in China. They uh, are strangely silent on the plight of over 1 million. Uyghurs in concentration camps, systematically raped, women sterilized and forced to uh, marry outside of their faith. They are tortured. They are marginalized. And that's okay. We don't care about that. We p- care about a damn green freaking Eminem and her freaking go go boots. On top of that, China has increased their coal factories. We don't give a damn about that we're we're just like the uh partial owner of the uh golden state warriors yeah it's just below my radar you know women being well, raped in china yeah you know, it's far away from me i don't give a damn selective outrage shut the hell up the
1: the the green part of this conversation kind of sparked something in me i just saw this bbc headline about the the olympics in china and they're talking about how china literally like cut down and relocated 20,000 trees. They're relocating basically like a forest to create ski runs and then they're creating artificial snow. Um sounds very green to me, right? Let's let's just l- literally relocate 20,000 trees to recreate um <clears throat> a natural forest for the Olympics alone and then create artificial snow for that as well, which by the way, if you burn the artificial snow, it melts off like plastic.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like, thank you. What? <clears throat> it, it, it's not about the environment. They, they don't care and they don't have to. You also had, uh, now that we're kind of in China right now, um, important. A lot of people are boycotting the Olympics, first of all. Um, and I wonder where all the woke athletes who didn't want to wave the American flag because Black Lives Matter, who uh, turned their back on the the American flag in the last Olympics, you know, that kind of mindset, where are they? Are they going to say, hey, I'm not competing because of the egregious human rights violations, which, you know, here we are, the most prosperous nation. Uh, We we talk as though there's systematic racism, systemic rather, racism. Uh, where there aren't laws in place that say you're black you don't get to Uh, we're very privileged sometimes it's difficult people have uh problems with bigotry and it runs the gamut you know it's not just your the color of your skin if you're ugly you don't get treated the same in america if you're fat you don't get treated well i guess you do now but um (laughs) the
1: hypocrisy is a real thing michelle you know it's like they're literally saying these athletes with with the masks and everything they're they're going here and they're saying don't touch each other and stay stay six feet apart but then they're also passing out like free condom packs to all the athletes as well so it's like (laughs) stay away but if you're not going to stay away at least use protection I mean, it's, it's laughable you know it's like what are you guys doing here man <laughs> it's just more of the same
0: you had a, another story that i wanted to sneak in here uh with china and twitter
1: yeah 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 so okay this okay well china has literally been and i came across this michelle you remember that movie the fight club with brad pitt yeah and, uh, ed norton so fight club they basically kind of preach this ending that involves anarchy and, and violence against the government and China does not like movies that would potentially prompt their people to revolt. Right. So China is literally, (laughs) taking mainstream American movies and changing the endings of these things. Right. They're, they're cutting them early, like right at a point where they think they can start to change what the ending might be. And in the case of the fight club, they basically say how like the, how what was the actor's the uh, the character's name was like Tyler Durden? How he's arrested by the government and how he apologized for inciting anarchy and violence, um, which of course is not the real ending at all. But they're they're rewriting the endings to American films that have been shared with China over the last couple of decades. And when you think about China's investment in Hollywood today. What does that tell you for the future of movies, right? You're going to go from having entertainment that was free and creative to now having entertainment that is tainted by its its new owner, basically, its new bigger shareholder coming in here, waving the, the, the communist flag, um, dictating how creatives can be creative. That is some craziness to me, right? It, and it's, yet it's we like,
0: complain about it. We have right. pe- when you you're looking at what's happening in China for the athletes are saying we're not allowed. We're told not to use our cell phones because they could be spying on us. Uh, we're told that we right. cannot make any political statement at all, or we will be we will be subject to prosecution in China. Uh, and they're complaining about it, but that's exactly what our hate that we've been talking about today has been leading us to our selective outrage uh turns a blind eye to ugliness if it benefits Whoa. us uh hello nba uh, <laughs> right, he, right. right hello well, Michelle, m&ms
1: mars Chi- mars China company is literally doing this like today they basically they bait people to do things to expose their own individual truths of which those truths might be totally fine and totally okay and if it's a truth that the chinese government doesn't like they then retaliate an example. There's a mobile app, it's a file sharing app that uh, China allowed to be shared throughout its country, and it basically baited people to download the Quran, a religious book, obviously that's specific to the Islamic faith. Of those Chinese people who downloaded the Quran, the government then used that data to identify who those individuals were, and then it went after those individuals to then start monitoring them, and later basically started to oppress them, and in some cases, and turn them into labor camps this is what the china with the chinese government does today with technology against people who are guilty of no crimes and aren't even suspected of crimes they they basically bait people into sh- to sharing with them just personal feelings uh personal uh faith, like things like that. And if the Chinese government doesn't like it, they go after them.
0: Yeah. And so how different are we when we're heading down this road with counseling and Twitter gets to decide uh, what's right and what's wrong? In the state of Washington, we've talked about how the, uh, the, our, leader, governor would like to make it illegal to say the wrong thing. If you're, you know, running for office, you know, who gets to be the arbiter of truth? Well, the government does. Hello, China. And so this, uh, as I was saying, we've, we've dealt with problems of selective outrage, what we're outraged about um, and your worldview matters. And I wanted to get to one other story that you cover a lot of it it's a little nearer and dearer to the Southern border where you're a little closer to. Yeah, and that's yeah. the, the border crisis.
1: Yeah. The border crisis is so speaking of social media, right? There are a lot of people around our country that don't know that this is a problem. Uh, apparently president Biden doesn't know it's a problem. That's why you hear, you know, Florida governor DeSantis and people in Pennsylvania saying, well, let's just send some of the illegal migrants to Delaware, to make sure he knows it's a problem guys. This, <laughs> this past weekend, uh, and just kind of continuing into this week, We're seeing the the repercussions of really, really bad policies, bad policies specific to the border itself that are resulting in the death of our police officers around the country. Uh, Bad policies specific to the defund movement, like what that turns into the, the lack of prosecutors going after the bad guys. You see innocent people, young people being killed throughout the country for just doing their jobs. There was that girl in Los Angeles who was stabbed inside the furniture store. there was that girl in New York who was stabbed at the Burger King. Just, just doing her job. Yeah. Um, this past weekend I was in Houston and I was doing a vow renewal ceremony for, uh, just some family friends. It was their 34th anniversary. Really, really special situation that same night as the ceremony, uh, around 1245 at night, a Houston corporal, a, a constable, he was a corporal with the constable's office, pulls a guy over. And just a typical traffic stop, the guy basically pulls over, steps out of his car, and immediately starts firing into the windshield of this police cruiser, killing him. Uh, he literally peppered the guy's windshield. He did, the officer didn't stand a chance. He he was he was dead before he even had a chance to think about getting out of his vehicle. Uh, just uh, on Thursday, yesterday, three cops in Houston were shot by an illegal immigrant. Who Michelle like the the video that I saw? Of this thing you see a video of this guy literally spraying like well over 50 rounds into this police cruiser. He shoots three cops and then he goes to, he, he flees to two separate locations. Uh, at one point he carjacks a, a, a lady to, to steal her car and to, I think escape to his final um, place where he ended up uh, holding up for a while before he came out uh, with, I think he survived, but I think it was a bullet shot to the neck. So you see this, this wave of violence taking place in our cities, this wave of, of violence targeting police directly. Um, here in Dallas, where I live, we had the, the Dallas police shootings where several Dallas officers were killed by a gunman. Uh, you see the rise of overdoses around our country. You see kids dying from fentanyl. They think they're buying one type of drug that is bad because it's a drug, but it's in fact poisoned by, by illegal fentanyl that comes from China, trafficked by the cartels. So this, this border crisis that's taking place right now is a real thing. And we're seeing our police officers around the country die today because of it today, uh, actually Friday today. Uh, I started the day earlier with, uh, a little bit, it was a TV feed of officer Rivera's funeral. He's the New York city cop who, uh, was killed the other week. Uh, he was a rookie. He just wanted to make a difference in the community. Uh, first generation American immigrant family. And, And that's, what's going on now. Uh, the Biden, uh, white house, basically they're, they're directing the department of Homeland security to not protect the Homeland. They're directing the department of Homeland security to really just be a political, I guess, figure right now to, this is kind of a hard one for me to digest Michelle, but to promote climate change awareness, not to protect the border, not to stop drugs from coming across the border and getting into our kids' hands, um, not to stop people coming across the border from China and from Russia and from all, all around the world. Right. Homeland security is not doing its job right now. There was a, um, There was a letter that was sent by about 40 different Republican lawmakers to uh, to uh, direct to uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. Right. Like, basically, he's like the top dog for for Homeland Security. And they sent him this letter basically saying, sir, we think that you are guilty of dereliction of duty. Uh, Right now, they're trying to push forward this thing called the new program that DHS is putting out there called the Climate Change Professionals Program. This is a two year program. And for those who complete this program, they're eligible for permanent DHS jobs. But the purpose of this program, according to the department, is to basically help the DHS adapt to climate risks like floods, wildfires, droughts, and other extreme weather events. Okay, those are all real problems, right? Those are all real things. But here's the call out. The fact is this. When you think about prioritizing security threats, we have to also recognize that Those kind of natural disasters, deaths from those disasters in particular, are the lowest they've been in 120 years. A 92% decline in deaths from uh, natural disasters, the peak of that was in 1920. You're not seeing people dying from, from major weather events these days. You're seeing people dying from drug overdoses you're seeing people dying from from violence you're seeing people dying from human smuggling and the the illegal activity that surrounds that sort of thing so
0: i don't know what you're complaining about if the weather's better people aren't going to break laws and
1: (laughs) yeah what's what's the big complaint here i mean why isn't the dhs doing its job 2021 over two million people crossed the border and and these are people that are December one hundred and seventy eight thousand people. Alone you know in that what month.
0: bugs me about I don't mean to be all selfish about this, yeah. but two million people cross the border, and I can't even go to a a hockey game if I don't have my papers. If I don't have my, <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. But but Michelle, if you if you had crossed the border, if you're not a citizen, and if you just crossed the border. You don't need any of that. You don't have to get a vaccine. You don't have to wear a mask. Uh, you get a free trip to basically whatever U.S. Metro you want to go to. And you think about some of the some of the major cities that are seeing this huge influx of, of people from across the border. Houston is one of those in particular. Right. It's 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 one of the it's the fourth largest city in the in the U.S. Um, biggest city in Texas. Right. That's where a lot of these people are going. And so now you're seeing a lot of violence going and just tearing up the police forces. You're seeing a lot of drugs tearing up the communities. Uh, but that, of course, goes to New York. It goes to L.A. It goes to the major the major cities of our of our country. Um, but that's looking past all the small cities, all the small towns that are just being decimated by the violence at the border. These are uh, these are Texans. These are people in Arizona, people in California. These are U.S. citizens who are being ignored by the federal government. And so that's why you see uh, state governors like Governor Abbott. Uh, he's he's recognizing that the federal government's not doing their job, which is to enforce immigration. And so he's he's literally calling upon the Depar- the uh, the Texas Department of Public Safety, to arrest the illegal uh, tra- the illegal immigrants for trespassing. Uh, if you look at like the farmers and the ranchers and just the the, the small uh, towns around the border, man, I mean, like, can you imagine having like a like a garden in your backyard, and then you have like a dozen people just trample through it, or or having a backyard where your kids play, and then like. A, a random person is being shuffled by a coyote who then maybe just like defecates in your yard. I mean, that kind of stuff is taking place. These people don't live in safety. Um, how do you how do you live a life of peace when okay you well, have let's chaos take it from another point you. of view uh,
0: or another angle and that's the people who are being exploited by the coyotes the people who are being exploited sexually and trafficked because they're not documented we right. don't know what's going on with them we can't protect them the people who are beholden to the coyotes I, I have a friend who lives in Houston they found a dead body um, in their very nice neighborhood Um, and it was because they this young man uh, they were uh, trafficked as a family you owe and are owned by the cartels for the rest of your life and if you aren't paying up if you aren't continuing to pay well then they will take it out on someone that you love this is what we're perpetuating because of our selective outrage oh we care about no one is illegal no people people aren't illegal no but what they do are and you're not protecting them your kindness turns to cruelty And so your selective outrage is uh, saying, yeah, we want to we just we just want to welcome people into the U.S. We have so much. Yeah, we do do it legally, but we'll also turn a blind eye. Those same people turn a blind eye to the Uyghurs and uh, they'll go and ski down the slaloms and and with no problem on their conscience. This is where. Uh, We get back to, as we wind up our program today, that hate is on the menu. Uh, We selectively hate, but we're not looking at the real reason, what the real issue is. And hate is a human condition. It is. It's a condition because we're a fallen people. But choosing a better way and choosing, you know, even God gets angry, you know, but the Bible says in your anger, do not sin. You can be angry about something, but that doesn't mean you have to do the wrong thing. It doesn't right. mean you have to cancel people. It, it means that we need to remember that people are created in the image of God. They're God image bearers. They're important. Every life is precious and every point of view may deserve at least a a place to to converse at the table let logic let reason let uh Kind of help things fall into place, so you can find the truth, and the truth will set you free. If we're not talking about what's going on with the border, because well, you're a racist—that's hate, and it's not protecting the very people that you think you're protecting. If we're not talking about what's happening with vaccines, their inefficacy, and the inefficacy of of masks, and how we're teaching kids, this is how you eat now. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. But you're touching your mask and <laughs> you're making it filthy. If we're getting uh, mask aversion disorder because we're breathing filthy air and we're making ourselves sick, we're not really finding answers. If we talk about it, we can find answers because the truth sets you free. So this is my challenge as we wind up this week's program is to find ways that you can love your neighbor find ways we're not talking about love the people that think like you find ways that you can open up that conversation find ways to freaking control yourself joe biden just because someone <laughs> disagrees with you doesn't make them an sob just because someone is asking you a or asking a question you're not comfortable with get off the zoom mentality and start treating people like their people
1: well, i got a challenge to that michelle so you know i have I have a neighbor right and uh, I've talked about this particular neighbor a few times uh, without naming him and he's a neighbor that I will never agree with uh, from a mostly from a social political perspective. He's a guy who uh, really is very buddy buddy with the the socialist and communist doctrines Um, and so when it comes to any sort of rational sort of conversation most of our conversations are going to go very opposite directions. Of course, i'm I'm right every time, right? I mean <laughs> I, I love freedom. Um, here's the challenge, right? Here's the challenge. In, in someone that you totally disagree with, maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a colleague, maybe it's a friend or family member. If it's a friend, I'm sure you guys have figured something out. But find something in that person that you appreciate, that you genuinely appreciate and respect. What do I respect about the guy that I totally disagree with, who I know is a happy communist. I respect the fact that he's a loving father who loves his kids very, very much. I think that's a quality that we should all appreciate. And that's something that I think irrespective of political doctrine, I can appreciate that he loves his kids. Now I do think he should love them enough to ensure that they are going towards the light of freedom and, and, and democracy. But that being said, that, that's that's me digressing. Find something in someone that you totally disagree with, that you can appreciate and just try to think of them as that and not as the other.
0: Yeah, because that opens up conversation, and it helps you to learn from each other. Your views need to be challenged, so that you know that you're right, because it is very easy with any view, even, and especially if you may be right, because you get so right that you can get wrong. You, You can not be challenged, and as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. A get sharp. Stand on the side of truth. Love one another, because that's what it all comes down to. That is a good. That is really good, Adam. I I respect you on
1: that. Hey, it's, it's just real life, right? That's what I do to life. try and and really just love thy neighbor, right? Like I got to find something that I can handle, and like that that works. It works.
0: It works. Love your neighbor as yourself. That comes straight from the Bible, and that's the God story. I'm Michelle Mendoza. Adam Rosieri is my co-host and this has been a weekend review a product of my michelle live like us share us and keep watching listening and you can find us at mymichellelive.com
3: for more fun go to mymichellelive.com